it is so wonderful to minister and to pastor people that love you, no matter, dear God, if we have to love from a distance. We thank you for that. I thank you for every man, every woman, every family, every person that contributes, dear God, to the ministry of this church. I thank you for that. I pray that you would bless them many-fold, many-fold, and uh, supply their need. In Christ's name we pray. One of the things that we're concerned about here with the isolation is, uh, and Brother Michael and Sister Christy are doing such a wonderful job with our young people, uh, but one of the things that concerns us so much is our children. You know, we had such a wonderful program and ministry to children, and that is really, has been, and is hampered from keeping us to minister to the children of Bethel. As most of you know, uh, we, we drive a bus where the Gerald provides transportation, and, and we've been providing transportation for a long time, especially on Wednesday night. And we have a team and people that are so concerned they would uh, serve pizza every Wednesday night and uh, they would go out and, and gather them from the communities and bring them into the church, teach them about Jesus Christ. That's not happening now. That concerns me a lot. In fact, there's a lot that concerns me concerning our isolation, not just our children, but all of us. All of us are being isolated and uh, it does hinder so I want to sit this time, if, if you will, to let's bow our heads and pray. And if you know, if you know their name, call their name in your heart, maybe even as you pray, uh, ultimately. But let's pray for our children of Bethel that God certainly will bless. Even, you know, there's, there's a lot of children that, that are connected with the church, but they're not connected like they should be as far as coming and us providing that kind of help for them, Brother Gerald. And then they're disconnected from the schools. Many of them, they're studying at home, and that's good that they are, but they're not, they're not connecting. And uh, what is that going to do to them emotionally, uh, spiritually? And so would you just take right at this time a moment as you pray for the children of this church. Agree with me or pray your own prayer. Father, we thank you because you said, suffer the little children who come unto me and forbid them not. For of such is the kingdom of heaven. We thank you for every young man, every young lady, every boy, every girl, that is connected with this church on Sunday morning, whether, dear God, it's in children's church or whether, dear God, it's in the ministry's on uh, Wednesday night. God, we pray for every one of them. Minister to these children. God, bless these children. And I pray it will not be many days, dear God, that we can gather together as one and see what you will and what you can do, dear God, in the lives of these children. Oh, God, our hearts go out, dear God, to the moms and the dads and the children in this city the children in this county, in Orange County. And we pray now, God, that you might do a work in their lives and may it be arranged, dear God, by your Holy Spirit that we'll soon be able to be together. In Christ's name, 
Amen. Again, thank you for being here. We love you dearly, and we appreciate your prayers and all that you do for the church. Uh, I would like for everyone to have an outline, please. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm real, and, and Brother Larry, maybe some would like for you to give it to them. Now, some don't want you to do that, and that's okay. We don't give them out because of that. But if you would like one, raise your hand, and these men will make sure that you get an outline. Please do that. And so you can follow along with me as we read the scripture. And uh, so we have several that need one. And they don't mind you giving them one. Uh, you folks, Brother Diddy's coming around now. You notice the anointing of God is on Brother Diddy because he's wearing a tie today. He don't usually wear a tie. He's so tall, he has to get those long ties. You know, those real long ties. So he is really anointed today. Uh, but anyway, uh, we want you, everyone to have an outline to make sure you follow along with us today. Now, when it comes to faith, I love to teach, preach, think about, read about faith. And my sermon this morning is about four classes of people when it comes to the subject of faith. And if you will read with me the introduction, Peter knows how important faith is, and he gives us a great picture of faith, a faith that we can anchor deep with and a faith which will hold us during the storms of life. And that is so true. He is writing, Peter is, and I'll read it in just a moment, to a people who are finding it increasingly difficult to live their faith. In the matter of faith and unbelief, men may be divided into four classes. Notice what Peter says, and Peter is writing to people. The audience that he's writing to are people that are going through awful persecution. I mean, it's, it's, it's a really uplifting book, 1 Peter and 2 Peter. But notice as we read from the first chapter, verses 7 through 9, that the genuineness of your faith being much more precious than what? Gold. Gold. Men have died over the years for gold. They're giving their life for gold. But now Peter is saying this, this faith that he's talking about, genuine faith. Now the Bible talks of un, about unfeigned faith. This faith is unfeigned, not faith, feigned faith, a faith that is false, but a genuine faith. And it is important for us to to know that, and he talks about trials. And he says that the purpose, listen to me, the purpose of those trials are to strengthen your faith. And it does. It does. I mean, we can just go through sunny days and, and wonderful days and blessings and have our nice cars and our nice houses and our health is fine and everything is good. And we have a tendency, if we're not careful, to forget the Lord. We don't forget him, but we just, we just, we just seem to put him on the back burner. 
But you let trouble come. You let it hit us. And we go to our knees. We call, And that's okay. That's okay. God hears us when we pray. And the purpose of this is to see, is your and my faith genuine? We sung that song earlier. We see through the eyes of faith. The eyes of faith. Now understand as Peter writes this, Christianity is about a person. It's not about a program. It's not about a church. It's about a person. It's about trusting and loving a person who is who? Jesus Christ. And these trials, and Peter is speaking of these, so we can understand these tests that we go through helps us to what? Focus on that person. There's a song I love. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Turn your Listen, we need today to get our eyes off of all of the stuff that we go through. America's in trouble. And we certainly, certainly listen to me, we certainly need to, need to pray. We need to pray for our leaders and pray to, that God will. But we need to understand that God wants us to trust him. Our eyes on him. Look at Roman numeral number one. Those who, speaking of the classes of people, there are those who will not believe even what they See, and I, I have a, a, several examples here. So, so follow me. I love these examples. First of all, though overcome by Jesus' power and authority, John 18, 6. Now, when he said to them, I am, I am, he, they drew back and fell to the ground. Who are they? These are the people that came to arrest Jesus tonight that he was arrested. I mean, it's amazing that they're going to arrest this man. They have a whole host of soldiers. And they said, are you the one? And he said, I am he. And they fell to the ground. What caused them to fall to the ground? I think it was the the awestruck power of God. I mean, they fell to, and I'm telling you, soldier or not, Roman or not, American or whoever, if I'd gone to arrest a man and he had so much power and I fell to the ground, bop, I think I would say, hey, I, I, I want to follow this man. I won't, I'm not going to arrest him. I'm going to listen to him. But they did not. Even though they saw, they did not. Pharaoh re- Refuse to believe in spite of the miracles. Now you've studied that, all of us. How many miracles were they that that Moses and 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 uh, Aaron? How many? There were ten miracles. First of all, the Nile was made blood. The Nile, the longest river in the world, was turned to blood. I mean, if I'd been out there fishing and trying to catch a bass and all of a sudden this thing turned to blood, I'm going to say, wow. Another miracle was lice. I mean, you can't sleep for scratching. 
Another miracle was frogs. They were in the pots and the pans. You couldn't walk for frogs. I think I would say, hey, this man's got, I mean, something, something's happening. I would say, I'm going to believe the Lord Jesus Christ. And then there was boils. You ever had one? Wow. But they covered their boils all over the people. Call Pharaoh, get on the phone and tell him, please accept this God of Moses. And then all the fire, there was hail, all of a sudden there was hail fire. Shoo! And the fire was dancing along the, the ground. And there was over and over and over. Uh, there was darkness. There were, listen to this, listen to this. There was so, the darkness was so severe that they couldn't move for three days. That's how dark it was. I think if light had hit me, I would say, I am going to turn to the God of Moses. And then after the, the lightning, there was the locust. But no, and then finally, then finally, the firstborn of every family died. And finally, Pharaoh said, okay, you can go. But I think I would have believed. See, there are people that won't believe even though they see. I'm going to skip one and go to Stephen. Stephen, listen to this, Acts 6.15. And all who sat in the council, looking steadfastly at him, saw his face shine as the face of an angel. I think if I was talking to a man or watching a man or listening to someone talk, and all of a sudden this glow, all of a sudden his face became like an angel, and something would happen in me, and I said, wait a minute, don't stone him, follow him. But no, they wouldn't believe, even though they could see. And then chapter 9, and most of you know the story, how the blind man was healed that was uh, blind all of his life, and people got discussing, what happened? And they were discussing, and, and then neighbors started talking over the back fence. And listen to what they said. Some said it is he. Still others said no, but he looks like him. But he kept saying, I am the man. I mean, if I'd seen someone sitting and they passed him all the time and he was blind and then all of a sudden he had sight, I wouldn't be trying to say, hey, any him. You know, you know, people don't want to believe Jesus Christ, don't want to accept Christianity. You know how they are. They're talking over the back fence and, oh yeah, oh yeah. People that will not believe, even though they see. One of the most amazing things to me is how that uh, we are drowning in uh, cases of drugs. It's an epidemic in this country. I forget what uh, president's wife used to say, and she was had this program for say no to drugs. You can say no to sin all you want to. But if you don't have power to overcome it, you're still going to turn to it. 
and thereby the tens of thousands turning to drugs. The government has programs, and it helps some. You know what it helps? You know what the, the percentage of people it helps? It's in the single-digit number. Why? Because it takes God Almighty to see people delivered intrinsically, delivered from the inside out. It takes God Almighty. And you have a program called Teen Challenge. And you know what? They're curators after, after five. No. What are you 72 to 75%. If I was the, had the power, if I controlled the money, I would say, hey, guys, I'd sit around this table. I'd say, listen, let's invest in that that works. But rather than investing in it, they fight against it. People that see and steal will not Second one, those who believe only when they see. We're living in a, in a society that wants tangible proof. I'm not going to believe unless I see. Who, who, who was like that? Thomas. Thomas was like that. Thomas says, I will not believe unless I see. The disciples kept telling him, now, if I had a friend like Peter, if I had a friend like John, and I, you know if Larry Smith would tell me something, I would believe him. Many of you, if you told me something, I would believe, but he didn't believe any of them. He didn't believe any of the 11. He said, I don't believe it unless I can see him, unless I can put my hand in his side. Peter, uh, Thomas was a doubter. He couldn't believe it. He said, I want to see him. But you know what? I love this. I love this story. Thomas not only got to see him, he got to feel him. I mean, that's the real thing. That's the real thing. Jesus came. Boy, he has a way of entrance, don't he? I mean, you know, Elvis comes on the stage and they, hey, the music, yah, 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 yah. And all of a sudden he steps out. Jesus didn't need any music. He didn't need a door. He came through the wall. What an entrance. What an entrance. Did he fuss at Thomas? No. Did he criticize Thomas? No. He said, Thomas, my hand. Thomas, my side. Thomas said, my Lord and my God. Jesus is ready to reveal himself to our culture if they just accept it. Amen? It's important. We are blessed if we can believe without seeing, but we're also blessed if we can see it and believe it. God does a wonderful thing. God does a, Those who will not believe even what they see. Those who believe only when they see. And then those that have not seen and yet had believed. Now that's faith. I've not seen, 
Peter said, listen. And Peter's writing from a knowledge that he knew Jesus. He saw Jesus. He was with Jesus. But he said, listen, blessed are you. He was talking to people that had not seen Jesus. And he said, blessed are you that believe even though you have not seen. Most of you would give anything. Realizing your faith is in Jesus Christ, you will not change. You believe that. You, you say, why would people go to church, serve God, believe all that stuff? Let me tell you why. Because most of you are like me. When I was nine years old, I knelt in an old-fashioned altar. I was, altar. I was blind, as blind as I could be. But all of a sudden, the spiritual scales fell off. And that night, I met Jesus. I didn't see him physically, but I know he came into my heart. Blessed are those who have not seen, but yet believe. I claim the promises of God. I don't see them. All I can do is read them off of a page, hear them preached by someone or taught by someone. But I claim the promises of Jesus and I trust him that no matter what happens to me, no matter what I find, you can. Take the promises of Jesus. Claim your son. Claim your daughter. It don't look like it, Brother Don. It looks like they're getting worse. It looks like they're turning more away from God. Claim those children. Claim those grandchildren. And pray about it. And fast about it. And stay on your knees about it. Claim those things. Believe when they see. Then there are those that have not seen as I just said. And what does he say? What does he say is going to follow you, believe me, when you don't see inexpressible joy? It's exciting. Nothing can provide that kind of joy. Nothing can make you that happy. You can get on the largest roller skater place. You can go to all the Disney worlds and all you want to. You can do all the things. You can drink all you. Nothing gives you that joy unspeakable and full of glory. What causes that smile on your face when things are going wrong? Because of what comes from right here. Because of the joy that certainly Jesus Christ gives us. We love him. Three things Peter says. We love Christ. We trust him. And we rejoice in him. You can do that today. You can love him. Hallelujah. I love him. Don't you love him? I love him. I love him. I love him. Hallelujah. I love him a lot. <laughs> I like to say that. I, that's one of my favorite words lately. I love him a lot. I tell my kids, I love you a lot. I love you a lot. Guess what? I love Jesus a lot. And then there are those, lastly, there are those who believe against all odds and against all appearances. Abraham demonstrated his faith by obedience in leaving his home in Ur and journeying to the unknown lands. Look at Hebrews 11. You ever just sit down? Just sit down, open your Bible, and turn into the book of Hebrews, right to the 11th chapter, 
and let it jump off the pages and just bless you, to encourage you concerning faith. But look at verse 8. By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. Not many people here today that don't know about the story of Abraham. He was called the father of our faith or the father of faith. He trusted God. He didn't know where he was going. And God blessed him and gave him children and grandchildren all throughout the ages. Abraham, trust. Even though, you know what, say, well, that's nothing. Trust him. Abraham could trust him. Let me tell you something. He didn't have a child. And he, he and Sarah were well up in years. Look at it. Sarah gave birth to Isaac when she was what? Ninety years of age. Because she looked away from her physical inability and judged God faithful to keep his word. Verse 11, by faith, Sarah, I love this one, herself also received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when he, when she was past the age. Because what? She judged him faithful who had promised. Wow. I, you, we need to have faith in the promises. God, every promise in the word, I believe those promises. They're true. And he is faithful to make sure those promises come to pass. The elders maintain their faith that God would do what he said. Look at Hebrews eleven thirteen. These all died, talking about our forefathers and their forefathers. These all died. I'm sorry. Yes. In faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them, embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. And the last verses I'll read are these verses. Faith is uh, not certainly provided just to those that uh, do overcome and go through things. But let me re read this. Faith does not provide an automatic exemption from hardship, from trials, or tragedy. Hebrews eleven thirty five through 39. Women received their dead raised to life again. Others were tortured and not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a what? Better resurrection. Verse 36. Still others had trial of mockings and scourgings. Yes, and of chains and imprisonment. They were stoned. They were sawn in two. Tempted. Were slain with a sword. They wandered about in sheep skins and goat skins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not Worthy, They wandered in deserts and mountains and dens and caves of the earth. And all these having obtained a good testimony through faith did what? Not receive 
promise. Someone says, if God will heal my son, I'll serve him. If God will touch my life, I'll serve him. If God will give me a good job, I'll serve him. I'm going to serve him no matter. And many of you had. Many of you had. Uh, no matter. Bobby Williams. He just went home to be with Jesus. And Kay Williams. Bobby and Kay, over the years, have lost. And this is when they were very young. I've lost two children and one or two grandchildren. This all happened, but within a matter of a few years, I never saw them flinch. I never one time heard Brother Dan them accuse God. They were faithful. They didn't stop church. They didn't get out of church. They were faithful to this church until God called him. You, you, you and I may face something tomorrow. I'll tell you what, I've prayed and prayed that last Tuesday, I believe it was, was a week ago, things would be different. I don't know. You say, well, God, no, God's still on the throne. God's still in charge. God knows where America is. Let me tell you, the prayers of the saints of God are not going to fall to the earth unheard. God will answer prayer. Well, if God had let things, I mean, if things had been different, I'll tell you what, I would have really had faith in God. You better have faith in God no matter how things go. Amen. Matt and them's coming. They're going to sing a song that just blesses me. This song has got to bless you. Listen, maybe your faith this week at this time. You say, Pastor, listen at me. Listen at me. Pastor, how can I have greater faith? How can my faith be stronger? Let me tell you how it can be stronger. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I want to encourage you. Brother Michael and them have adopted or about to start a wonderful biblical Bible study, reading God's word. I'd like to really encourage you and challenge you. This upcoming year, 2021, it's almost here. God's going to bless. Your faith should be in God, not what happens in America, not what happens at the polls, not what happens just be your body and, and your job. Our faith should be in Jesus Christ. And I believe yours is. But I, I want to pray at this time, and then we're going to stand and sing. I want to pray, and I want to ask God to increase your faith. I want to ask God to enhance your faith. I guess that's a, an okay way to say it. And you do that, I think, by worshiping God is a great way. Stand in tune with the Lord. Being in the Spirit. Being filled. Being filled with the Spirit. Reading, studying His Word. You know, sometimes you might read the Bible and it may not do anything for you, so to speak, as far as the natural is concerned. And then there'll be times you could sit down and start reading the Word of God. 
And it can revolutionize your life. It can change your whole life. I believe that. Father, now we thank you because you have given us a certain certain amount of faith, a measure of faith. We thank you for that. Help us to build on it. Help us, dear God, to become not no weak tree, but a strong tree. A tree that will stand the storms, the wind, the hail. Help us to be strong men and women. And Lord, help us not to go in the flow of ungodliness that's happened today in in, in our culture. But help us to take the stroke of love and the stroke of faith and the stroke of your word and help us to swim upstream, not float downstream with this trash and be cared about with every wind and doctrine. But help us to have the faith to trust you no matter. In Christ's name, amen. We're going to have a, a great time. We're going to have a song. And then I'm going to come after the song and we're going to pray for your needs. Come on, let's stand and sing. Oh, hallelujah.
sin and shame are powerless. My God, what a statement. For my heart and forgiveness. Oh, hallelujah. like a flood the Holy Spirit will come this morning like a flood in your soul oh God the power of God's in this place Are several here this morning and some in the rest home and I'd like for somebody to believe for Brother Morris what a man of God what a faithful, faithful servant of God has had two strokes and in the rest home and Sister Carol went by to see him and he just being God's he's believing, Anne's believing the Lord to raise that man up he said, oh, he's old. Let me tell you what. There's no barrier to the power and the healing grace of God. I want you to call on the Lord. But someone here has, has a, a, a affliction. And you've been struggling with it. I want you to lay, when we, when we pray, come on. I want you to lay your hands on your body. I want you to believe God as he reaches out and touches your body today. I believe that there's a miracle in the making in this service. Let me say it again. I believe there's a miracle in the making in this service. And somebody is going to walk out those doors with the healing hand of God on their life. Hallelujah. 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 Now, Father, in the name of Jesus, we lay our hands on our bodies and we claim a miracle. We claim healing. We claim deliverance. We claim freedom. We speak it forth in Jesus' name and we receive it. Hand of God, move on these bodies. Touch in Jesus' name. Be with Brother Morris. Be with near God, Sister Mori. Be with those that are not here. Stretch forth your hand and raise them up. God, raise them up for your glory in the precious and holy name of God. Now let's lift our hands and praise it. Come on, lift your hands. It's been a long journey with my health. 
That doctor walked in that room that day and put up on the screen my x-rays and MRIs. I don't know which one it was. And he said, here's your liver. It's all filled up with spots of cancer. Here's so-and-so. It's all the cancer. You know, if you go if you go by sight, you'll be defeated. But if your faith is in God, no matter what the doctor says, no matter what someone else says, someone comes to you and says, I want a divorce. Someone comes to you and disappoints you. Your children disappoint you. Your grandchildren, whoever it is. But when your faith is in God, oh, does it rock you? Yes. But you stand, you stand solid like an oak tree. And that's what the Lord was showing me this morning. Some are going to be imputed and given that very faith. And you're going to stand solid for God. That foundation that you're standing on is sure. I, I, would you sing it one more time? The chorus one more time, Brother Matt. Is Michael still here? I know he is. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> if you've been a snake, I'd bit it. Uh, our prayers are with you. And your wife. And we're believing every. Listen, if you have another boy like you have now, I don't know what. Listen, that's the cutest little boy I've ever seen in all of my life. He, he is. I just, Mike, James Michael, just as cute. And if you have another one like. Huh? Father, we love you today. We thank you for your bountiful blessings. Keep your hand upon all of us. And Lord, as we go out these doors, our faith is going to rise in you. Our faith is going to be in you, not because of what we see or don't see, not because of what we hear or don't hear. We're not going to let circumstances drive our faith, but we're going to allow the promises, the Word of God, Dear Father, to build up our faith and stand strong as we leave this place today. Bless every home, bless every person. In Christ's name, amen.